Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's in our contract that you're not allowed to have pets. You know, the kind of standard stuff. But, you know, I would love a dog. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like... Just get one anyway and see what happens. See what's gonna happen? Like yeah. you'd have to shoot the dog. That's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Benji, but I really like this apartment. I mean, it's such a tough rental market right now. I didn't think they'd actually make me shoot you. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host, Mark, and with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit, at least. Today's episode is a special live episode of the podcast from the Black Sheep Pub in Dublin. We chat to David and Katia about all things almond croissants, among some other random things. We were also lucky enough to have music from the wonderful Lara Bell, who has just released an incredible new single called 1111. Check out the description of this episode for links to David, Katia and Lara Bell. And now, please enjoy this live episode of the A Life in Dublin podcast. Almost on holidays, um, and you know we wish him a lovely holiday and all the rest of it. Um, as you now know, uh, Monica and I are in a relationship, um, <laughs> um, and sometimes, as, as some of you might know, Monica runs a, a sustainable clothing or, or a second-hand clothing business, and the odd time I help her with doing pop-up shops or markets and things like that. I know absolutely nothing about fashion, as you can probably see, um, but she kind of tells me what to wear. She didn't say what to wear today, so... Uh, this is just all me, uh, which is just t-shirt, jeans and shoes, basically. Um, but I sometimes help her at these markets. I don't know what to do a lot of the time. I'm, I'm good at the lifting stuff in or kind of setting up the rails and all the rest of it. But when it comes to doing customer service, I become very shy because I don't know how to tell a person that I don't know that if something looks good on them. An Irish person doesn't know how to do that. So... Uh, I find myself just basically going to the till and doing the transactions. Um, and so, in that moment, I met our next guests because they arrived very stressed at the beginning of the day and very sweaty at the end of the day. Uh, and I was very curious as to how that happened. Um, so we're going to talk to them a little bit about that. So can we please give a huge round of applause for Katia and David. 
Um, so guys, I'm gonna give you this. Um, so you might have to pass it between each other if that's okay. Um, yeah. All right. Um, so first of all, thank you so much for, for doing this and for being here. I, uh, I very much appreciate it. Um, maybe tell me a little bit about who you are first and where you're from and all that kind of stuff. All right, I guess I'm, I'm holding this, so I have to go first. <laughs> um, so hello, I'm Katya. Uh, you can probably tell that I'm not from Dublin. Um, so I'm half Filipino, half American. I moved here for a grad program. Oh no, no, like an actual graduate, like master's program, not a grad program. I'm in a grad program now for work um, in 2021. And then now I work in corporate uh, and now I'm somehow in the basement of this pub. So <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's me at least. And this is my flatmate, David. Um, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm David. I'm from Cork. Um, I moved here. Um, I went here to college in like 2017, but I moved in with Katja in August. Uh, we met through mutual friends. Yeah. Um, How does it feel being a Cork man on, on a Life in Dublin podcast? Well, <laughs> well to be, like when I go home to Cork, everyone always mocks me because they say I sound like very Dublin. Like especially, I've always been kind of neutral, but like since I've moved, like they always take the piss out of me so oh. much for like my accent changing. Yeah. yeah. So we, we do. I'm kind of a traitor to Cork already, so. Yeah, we, we do actually have like a theory on why David's accent is so neutral, but I'm, I'm honest. Okay, so before we got on this podcast yesterday, we were really worried that we would be canceled for something that we'd say. So we decided to do some media training. <laughs> um, can you give me the number of the person you did the media training with? Yeah, it was an intense day, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so oh, should, I, should I say the theory for your accent? Yeah. For yeah, like the neutral on. accent? Okay, so basically David and I figured out that if, if, if you like... If you if you go to the George a lot, you have like you have way more of a neutral accent, I think. Thank you for outing me. <laughs> um, That's two tonight. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, we. I kind of. You you were the one who pointed it out. Don't blame this on me. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've, I've never heard this before, so okay. you know, interesting theory, you caught you. That's the <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. <laughs> Hang on, great. So the theory for a neutral accent is if you go to the George a lot. Yes. How does going to the George make your accent neutral? <laughs> is there something that I'm not understanding? So. <laughs> I think the political correctness is already gone. So yeah. <laughs> you've immediately like yeah. I don't. I, th- I think. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like maybe it's. A <laughs> you don't have to take this question seriously. <laughs> I love how you're seriously more, trying to answer this question. Maybe it's a more like international scene, so you kind of like mm. would adjust your accent a bit more. Okay. Who's, yeah, no. who's to say? That's that's fair in a sense because have you lived abroad before? Um, I lived in Australia um, ah. just for a year. Um, yeah. And like I went to Dublin from Cork, so I've always kind of been moving around a bit. So. You probably find that like I don't know in Australia maybe. It's a bit different because they're quite used to, to Irish people, I guess. But um, obviously, well, even I spent like I did a J1 in America and they did not understand me at all. I've quite a, like I was 19 at the time, but I, I would say that my, my name is Mark and they'd be like, oh, Mike, nice to meet you. Um, yeah. uh, and I'd be like, no, no, it's Mark. And they're like, yeah, yeah it's Mike. Uh, um, 
and it's the way we pronounce the the r's i think and all that kind of stuff you have to try and adjust it so i think my accent probably became more neutral over the years of like living in different places um maybe that's what happened to you as well uh, interestingly you can get that experience in the george as well i didn't know that um <laughs> I've actually, I've actually always been quite neutral, to be honest. So, ah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. There you go. Um, I'm sorry for not having two mics. <laughs> Making it really awkward, but we're, we'll make it work. Sure. Um, that's, that's fine. <laughs> Croissants. <laughs> yeah. How did, like, so for, for people who are listening and want to know why we're talking to you, what, why are you... Uh, why am I talking to you about croissants? Why did you decide to spend the whole day trying to find the best croissant in Dublin? So that, it was Katja's idea to begin with. Um, so a friend messaged Katja, or Katja messaged a friend. She couldn't find a good almond croissant in Dublin. So she messaged her friend that runs this blog. And she was like, you know, where do I find one? Um, you might. Yeah, so I was at a birthday party and um, a couple of drinks and I started complaining that I couldn't find like good almond croissants in Dublin. And someone there was working for TikTok and apparently like Eat Sleep Dublin, which is a TikTok account, um, is, a, is associated with TikTok. I didn't know that. Um, and so I got her number and I just messaged her like, hey, can you can you send me some almond croissant recommendations? Um, and she came back with about three. And then I brought it up with David. I was like, OK, we have to try all three of these places. And um, my two other flatmates were there as well. And one of them said that they were interested. So. We ended up doing some some Googling, um, and we found about 12 bakeries in our vicinity. So we, and, <laughs> and we all had a free Saturday. So we ended up going to 12 bakeries in one day. Um, so that's, that's 12 almond croissants between, and like four people. Um, and we just that's like that's impressive. Yes. Well, so, so at the beginning, at the beginning, we ate a whole croissant. Um, each, but then by the third one, that's when you learn that you shouldn't do that. It's like wine tasting when you spit out the wine or whatever, or that's what you're supposed to do. But yeah, <laughs> no, we. So we, you just like chew the croissant and then spit it out. We should we should have done that, but. <laughs> yeah, we drew the line and regurgitating, but. Yeah. You know. One of our friends actually mapped it out on like Strava to see the most like efficient route to hit all the almond croissant spots. <laughs> I think that um, must be a first first use of Strava being like, you know, normally a fitness app. Yeah, if uh, anyone wants how to many, route, how many croissants know. can you eat in one day? Um, um, I think it came to about 20 kilometers at the end that we walked. 20 kilometers? Yeah. Yeah. And do you know when we got home, actually, we were so sick. It was like the worst hangover ever. Um, I think it was from like all the, the sugar. sugar and yeah. butter. Like we literally just went and lay down in bed for like an hour. <laughs> like, oh my god! Ever. Yeah, so it's actually really difficult, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> Life is hard. Is it one of those things you, you like? You'd never do again. <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend it. You know, come Not here for the lighthearted, well, fainthearted. Where Where did you start? Um, we started at Bretzel Bakery, which is at our doorstep. Okay, Bretzel. Bre- I actually don't know that. Yeah. Um, where, where, so where, where is that? Well, it's it's bread is very nice. We've had that before, um, and that is very nice. It's just um, near Portobello. Mm. Um, it's this red bakery. Okay. Um, um, ah, okay. Red bakery rings a bell in Portobello. Yeah. 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 There you go. <laughs> I mean, it, 
That it's, was not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's also. Sorry, I'm grabbing the microphone. We want to be positive on this podcast. Yes, we're we're trying to do some positive comments. Uh, the green light there, Katya. Yeah. Yes, positive comments. Um, <laughs> so this bakery, no, this bakery actually um, kind of sends out their bread to like a lot of the restaurants in the area, and the and mm. the brunch places in the area. So if you've ever been to South Bank or Thirty One Lennox mm-hmm. or. Yeah. Um, Kind of those places they source their bread from, from Blenick. Uh, the bread is really good. Yeah, the bread is really good. Okay, cool. But <laughs> not the croissants. It wasn't our favorite okay. croissant. Um, we just had high expectations because their bread is so delicious. Yeah. Okay. Um, Can I ask what constitutes a, a nice croissant in the first place? Like apart from the fact that oh yeah, that's really good. Like is there, okay. like if you're tasting like wine or even coffee you know there's notes there's tones like how deep did you guys go into like or is it just pure subjective that was class or oh no there was there was like rankings and categories and everything okay so there was uh obviously kind of the flakiness of the pastry some pastries were more burnt some were undercooked so they had to have good they had to have good layers um and then obviously the almond filling because it is an almond croissant um some were very sweet, some were too chewy, some weren't full enough, and some were overfilled. So there was, you had to get that right balance. Um, and then the last part was like, the, this sounds so scientific. We literally made this up as we were walking on the sidewalk. We were like, ooh, we're connoisseurs. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it, we, since we agreed so quickly, like we all kind of tried to be neutral and, and, and separate, but we, we kind of, agreed with each place like oh that was a mid croissant or that was an excellent croissant or that was kind of a uh, croissant so yeah, our, our rankings were actually very in tune <laughs> with each other so it is oh. quite scientific and we and right. we rank them separately as well so okay. there there is an objective truth to good croissants <laughs> there you go okay so after portobello you started in what was it pretzel or pretzel bakery um you moved on Maybe tell us what you can think of as being like, we'll do the highlights of like, because you went to like 12 different places. Um, we don't want to maybe talk about, as you said, we're going to be positive. Uh, let's, let, let's, let, maybe let's me- leave out the bottom ones, but you can tell us after uh, where the shittest almond cross on is. We, well, um, actually, we, I don't think we'll reveal that information. <laughs> <laughs> um, so enough. then we went to Fumbali actually. Um, but it was closed, so that that's where we met, you know, oh, yeah. kind of you for the first time. Yeah. Um, so we were outside from Bali, but it was closed because Scale Bakery is there. Yes. Um, and we were kind of just like looking in the window because we could see people in there, and we were like, you know, what is going on here? And we're like, then we were like, oh, we look so creepy. We're just like looking in the window, <laughs> just <laughs> these creepy people. Um, oh, so yeah, was this before it was open? Yeah, yes, yes. then we found out Scale was closed, so we didn't end up going to Scale. Um, but we made a note of it because we were like, oh, what's going on here? And it was the vintage uh, thing, Ajite, I think. Um, and then, anyway, so we went into Fumbali from there, which is actually a very good croissant that comes mm. like very strongly recommended. And it's only like three euro, which, you know, in this cost of living crisis, you know, <laughs> is needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think in terms of Fumbali actually came out top in terms of our like price to croissant ratio, which again is quite scientific. Um, that was interesting. That was the curveball. I didn't think you were going to go with the, the Fumbali. That's uh, it's oh, third place. I'm saying it wrong. It's third place. <laughs> Say again. It's third place. Ah, it's third place. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> top 
but no, yeah, strongly recommend it. Top yeah, three. Strong, strongly recommend. It's a. Uh, it's like your best bang for your buck, I'd say. Okay, good. So um, moving on to number two. Ooh, number two kind of skips our route a little bit, but so this is my personal favorite. Um, it's Proper Order up in Smithfield. Um, mm. The only great, reason, great, great coffee, delicious coffee. They also have really good cardamom buns that they call Cardi B's. Um, so I would highly recommend <laughs> delicious. Um, the only reason I didn't like this didn't end up top of our list, in my opinion, is because it wasn't like a traditional almond croissant. It was kind of shaped like a circle. It was a modern interpretation of a croissant. <laughs> it was like circular and there was like the paste in the middle, but it was so, so good. Um, so that. That makes our second second spot, mm. and then our first one. Is what? Don't say that. Yeah, well, mm. you're, you're cutting to the point. Yeah. I actually want to uh, see if we can get a little vote. Um, so I don't know if anyone's big into almond croissants here, <laughs> but um, I actually am. Yeah, almond croissants are delicious. I don't know how you could not like them, but unless you're maybe allergic or whatever. Um, does anybody have any thoughts as to where number one might be? Number one almond croissant in Dublin. Say again? Never, <laughs> never, never found one. No ideas. Little. Little. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got some like, yeah, yeah. I've actually never had a, a little uh, almond croissant. So. No, the little hazelnut croissants with chocolate. They are really, really good. All right. <laughs> Would recommend. Yeah, we, and it's coming from. It's coming from it's the croissant. It's so. scientific proof that it's yeah. actually good. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. We have little. Anyone? Any other ideas as to where the the number one almond croissant? We have a bakery um, very close to us. That they. Yeah. There. Have, have you ever been to Rohini before? Do you know where Rohini is? Um, Rohini is no. Dublin Five. You can get the dart there. Um, there's a, a bakery in Rohini uh, from Wednesdays to Saturday. Nothing. Is it Sunday? No. Yeah? Hey, yes, you live in that area. Is it Sunday? Okay. Um, like, it's one of these bakeries that's it's genuinely so good that they only need to open a certain amount of days of the week because, especially during the pandemic, there was like queues of people like like getting the bread there. It's fucking amazing. Uh, and they do uh, bread naturally, I think it's called. Um, or something like that, yeah. Um, they do a fucking phenomenal croissant. Um, oh. So it should have been on the route, maybe. Yeah, no, uh, we should have made I it to Rahini. Walking distance, we were we were already at twenty kilometers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're also, uh, if you know David and I and our other flatmate Rosie, who's not here today, but she, uh, we're we're not exactly like transportation people. We are very much uh, walking on the ground people. So. Mm. We'll, we'll see if we expand our almond croissant journey outside of walkable Dublin. But Did you guys um, set up like a blog or like a like in page or something where you can write about this? Because actually, for me, it was quite interesting because like the level of detail that you went into, um, basically, I don't know that many other people that would do that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I, mean, I mean that in a nice way. Because if I saw that like in an article or something, I'd click on it and I'd read it and I'd be like, oh, where's the, the best cross The funniest thing is we didn't at all. It was just for vibes. We yeah. posted about it on Instagram, um, yeah. but that was the extent. Yeah. yeah. Just well, for fun. Here you are doing a podcast <laughs> yeah. about it. We, we like doing like kind of random activities like over the weekends and stuff. So I don't know. Maybe we should do something, but 
again uh, there's there's this underlying feel fear that we'll get canceled for something <laughs> so <laughs> we just haven't uh, ah, you're pretty safe when you're talking about croissants like what can you get canceled for oh <laughs> let's find a way <laughs> <laughs> no, but like as a flat, we do tend to kind of come up with quite ridiculous things. Um, like we want to go, <laughs> so Katja and I really like mustard, mm-hmm. and we want to go to Dijon to like a mustard factory. <laughs> there you go. Like so, in France, yeah. Um, but it's kind of nice in a way because like it's nice to kind of. I feel like a lot of you know activities are very kind of generic, or which is fine as well. Obviously, that's fun. Um, but it's nice to kind of be you guys are, are like quite this. creative at like finding things literally to do in Dublin <laughs> is that because you find that there's like not very much to do here or that you're just very creative in what you try to like find to do um, I guess not deliberately but like you would find or like you know if you go out for cocktails and you end up like spending like 30 euro or whatever like sometimes it's better to be creative because you do end up kind of coming up with you know more budget friendly things or whatever yeah so what would you guys recommend for people who are because i know there's some people who are not haven't been long here in dublin at all hashan for example who we met earlier on today i think you came in in april um and maybe like you know not everybody drinks alcohol for example um and that might be a challenge for people to find things to do and what would you like recommend is there ways that you can find things to do here that don't revolve around like getting pissed or or whatever um, I'm trying to think, but usually I, I just like creating kind of these mini challenges. So the the almond croissant thing was like a, a way to just find like the best croissant. Um, I've also, I did one last year with a friend where we were kind of jumping into bodies of water around Ireland and just like kind of ranking how fun it that was. Bodies of water? Yeah, you know, like lakes and the ocean. Oh, okay, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do know what that is. <laughs> Probably not the Liffey because that's kind of gross, but... Yeah, yeah. I think you have to get a tetanus shot if you swim in the Liffey. Uh, yeah. I, I could be wrong on that one. I know, I, no, no, I'm actually not joking. Yeah, and I saw a bunch of animals on that, so I was also kind of trying to see how many animals I could see. This sounds like very kindergarten activities, but... <laughs> I don't know it's just you you kind of like make a little adventure for yourself and that makes it more fun yeah yeah absolutely it's good i think it's great um a lot a lot of people i think i hear a lot i work with majority of the time i work with like an expatriate community people have moved here whether they're students whether they've come here to work or whatever and I know that it's difficult to find things to do here sometimes like it's not there are there are actually things to do like whether you're a musician comedians uh, if you get into that community I know that it's it's great in, in the terms of you can find things to do like um, I've heard so many little bars where people go and meet each other but they don't drink they actually go for the comedy or they go for the music or whatever that might be so that's one aspect of things then I guess maybe yeah setting challenges for yourself like yeah. going for swims um, you know, eating croissants, whatever. It's yeah, many, many challenges. We're, well, David and I just, we both really like kind of food and niche food, which is why we had the whole mustard thing um, <laughs> and the almond croissant thing. Um, Can I ask what you would think of, um, does anybody know Simon's Cafe? Um, yeah. Like a little sandwich place? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in uh, George's Street Arcade, if, if anybody knows that. Um, place it's like it's a very solid sandwich it, you can get like chicken tuna cheese or ham or whatever very basic stuff but it's like five euro for a nice big sandwich with brown bread and you'll be full afterwards it's very basic but it's nice but what I do is I also buy a packet of crisps 
and I like mush up the crisps. And you put it I in put the it sandwich. In, and I put mustard on top of that as well. And some people go, that is fucking disgusting. Oh, just you um, wait. Till, but, actually, I'm not going to confess what I do on but this. But that's delicious. Honest to God, anybody that will try it is is very good. Yeah. I, I feel like you're trying to bait us into saying something like, oh, this is a weird food combination I like, but I really don't think I could... I really don't think I can confess it out here. <laughs> to be honest. Come on, man. what how kind of can it be? <laughs> oh no, da- no, we really can't. I'll be, I'll be brave. Okay, you. So Katja actually got me into this. <laughs> By the way, it's it's interesting that like I th- I think I'm the only one that can see this, but I think I have a friend of yours is like basically saying, "Don't say it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I told I told her to put her hands up in a. She's she's my friend back there. I told her to put her hands up in a cross if. Uh, I, but how? But this is making me more intrigued. How could a food combination it? Like? The, the haters will hate. So, so Kasha got me into this. So basically, you get a jar of pickles, oh no. and then you get a jar of mustard. But it has to be like the strongest, like Dijon mustard. But like my is the best one, and you just dip the pickles in the mustard Boom. and you eat them. There you go. And, that's a very wholesome. Can I, can I give you? Snack. Uh, can I tell you something weird? And I haven't had dinner. But my mouth is watering thinking about that. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're our people. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like pickles. I like mustard. Yeah. What can go wrong? Delicious snack. <laughs> that. that. That's what. That's a tame example, but that's probably the most you, you'll get out of me today. Um, number one croissant in Dublin. Number one, yes. Mm. Almond croissant. Sorry. Um. So our number one is kind of. It's disappointing in our way. In a way, because it's like it's the most basic answer it's like you know if an american tourist came to ireland and they would treat it as this like amazing discovery like oh my god but it turns uh, so our number one did Super come value. at bread 41 <laughs> no sorry um so bread 41 was our top wow um, okay it was yeah. it was the perfect croissant um explain to me why bread 41 is the perfect croissant so it was crispy the filling was really really good on the inside the almond filling um, French upon, I think, is the <laughs> technical term. Um, wow. It's only di- downside. French upon. French upon filling. Yeah, it's like marzipan. Matilda is actually French and laughing at me there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> used to say. It's something French. Is yeah. Um, it's only downside now is it came at four seventy-five. Wow. Nothing is safe from inflation. That's true. <laughs> a sandwich and Simon's is like five fifty or something like that. Four seventy five for a croissant. We were quite shocked by it. Yeah. yeah. We we four seventy five. We also were shocked. It is a very large croissant, but again, like nothing is safe from inflation at this point. It was. Would you would you would you say that it's suffice for a lunch? Uh, maybe a brunch, but. No. It, it does it does make you really fall it's really large but we this was also our fifth stop so we were kind of getting a little full from the croissants um but the biggest thing we figured out on our journey is that there <laughs> there is a croissant supplier in dublin so a lot of the bakeries like within the city center use the same croissant supplier and they're it's the same croissant across different bakeries but they price it differently mm. so you we like I think it was like the second croissant like the second time we saw it we were like that looks so much like the croissant at this place (laughs) (laughs) 
And I was like, are we just going crazy at this point? And I was like, no, this looks so similar. And we literally asked the, the people at the, at the shop, we're just like, hey, like, do you guys make your own croissants? And they're like, no, we source it. And we're like, do you source it from Media Luna? And they're like, yes, we do. And I'm like, okay. So I knew it. Oh, um, and then we started, we started walking into all these shops and being like, I'm like, that croissant looks so familiar. I'm like, is, it, is this a Media Luna thing? And they all got taken aback because they are like, how do you know? About this like underground croissant I'm trying, killer. It's like isn't that like BB? There's a BBC show where they kind of like out different industries. I can't remember the name. Was they go undercover and they like go into shops and do stuff like this? Oh, Mary, some Mary Portis, I think. Wow, well, I'm not sure, but um, anyway. Um, <laughs> actually, this information actually very funnily. So I was at work and I was just getting a croissant um, in the cafe just across uh, from us, uh, Jared's. It's called. It's actually really good. Um, but the the woman working there, she was like to me, "Oh, the croissants here are excellent. We get them from Media Luna." And uh, I was like, "Oh, I know, me- I know yeah. Media Luna." Supplying half of Dublin with their croissants. Okay, uh, Bread Forty One. I assume do their own croissants. Yes. Yes. And probably that's what you're paying for. Maybe, mm-hmm. I guess Media Luna probably just can afford to make so many croissants, which dictate a lower price. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the, that's the what top, it is. The top three that we've mentioned, they all make their own croissants. So. Okay. I think that's where you can kind of taste a difference almost. Media Luna is a good croissant, to be fair. It, it was very solidly in the middle of our rankings. Mm. Um, how much is a croissant in little? One one sixty eight. Oof. That sounds wow. really specific. But I think I think David sent me a picture recently, and it was like one sixty eight. This is like when they ask politicians like what the price of milk is. One sixty eight. Wow. There you go. Something like that. Four seventy five. Um, I would try it just because you guys said it was the best almond it croissant best. in Dublin. Yeah. Um, of a traditional croissant again. Yeah. For me, the thing yeah. is, right, if you're getting a croissant, you're also getting a coffee. That's just my, what I would do yeah. uh, because it's normally like, oh, OK, I haven't been able to make breakfast or something. I'm just going to grab a croissant or whatever. And then I get a coffee with that. So that would probably be three euro, maybe three twenty on top of that. So it's the guts of like eight euro for a croissant and a coffee. That's fucking crazy. Um, Welcome to Dublin, Hashan. I hope you have a great time. I hope to God you can get a job really quickly uh, because uh, you will need it. Um, Guys, I really, really appreciate you doing this. Um, you did this out of the, the, the goodness of your heart. You met me like in this like pop-up shop very quickly. Um, and you've been fantastic. And really, thank you for sharing this with us. Um, can we have it like a huge round of applause, guys, for I just realized I was clapping for myself just out of habit. <laughs> Yeah, and we're getting filmed as well, Dave. It's like right there. That's so uh, you can edit that out if you want. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having us. This is really fun. Yeah. Um, and like a nice little, it, it just really started as like a chat by the till. Like I, I was buying pants, like like trousers, and uh, yeah, that's just, that, now we're here, so. It probably took me about 30 minutes to get the trousers into a bag as well. I've never mastered actually putting the clothes into bags yet. I get really stressed. I was wondering why we were standing there for so long. Yeah. <laughs> really was like half an hour at this till. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I'll do the till. That surely is like the you, easiest job. You also did not bring the podcast up to like 
25 minutes. It was like in the last five minutes as you were like stuffing in the receipt. You're like, by the way, I do a podcast. Like, do you want to be on it? Yeah. Um, so I don't even remember what the first. I recorded the whole thing. It already oh, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, thank you so much. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. All right, guys, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. The seat's a bit wobbly, isn't it? Um, so my name is Lara Bell, and the first song I'm going to sing is a song called Playground. <laughs> Possibly can be 
that song was called Playground and it's a song I haven't released yet. I wrote maybe a year and a half ago. During lockdown, when I was in love. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm free. <laughs> um, the next song is a song called Here For Now and I wrote it for someone who was afraid of dying as most of us probably are, like it's terrifying um, and this was kind of my way of trying to comfort that person Oh, 
so it takes a bit longer on Spotify. So you've got it right. This is a song by David Byrne from Talking Heads called This is the place, isn't it? Is it? What's it called? This must be the place. This must be the place. Oh, I found you another. Thank you. So, I, if you know the song, that's bad, because I don't know all the lyrics. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend that I, I know them. But I don't. I know the first half. Kind of. Oh, it's where I want to be. Pick me up and turn me around. I go numb, born with the weak heart, but I guess we must be having fun. The less I say about it, the better. You pick it up as we go along. My feet on the ground, head in the sky, it's alright. I know nothing's wrong, nothing's wrong I got plenty of time I go Yes, I'm already there 
can't tell one from another If you find me or I found you Feet on the ground, head in the sky It's alright, I know nothing's wrong Le Monde. <laughs> it's French for all the world and everybody. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. It's been out for a year, so it'd be bad if it was wrong. Um, this song is a, a love song to the earth, pretty much. Come on to the moon. 
learn solo. <laughs> you 
So this last song. I hope no. I'm not overstepping. Why am I? Okay. Um, the last song I'm going to release on the 26th of May. <coughs> Sorry, not very good at this tuning and talking stuff. Um, and it's called Eleven Eleven. And this song I wrote for my best friend at home. I think we're all done here. Okay. Thanks very much for everyone listening. It's very nice. Uh, my name is Lara Bell. You can find me over there. <laughs> Not here. Never here. Um, thanks very much to Mark for having me and for giving me another chance after letting him down the last time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
I'll leave it on a high. <laughs> thank you so much, though. Yeah, Larry, that was phenomenal. Uh, thank you so much. Here's one last time for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.